Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. That's right, the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby at Churchill Downs in Louisville, Kentucky, which, if you haven't seen the race, all I can tell you is it was a doozy. There's a reason that you're going to be hearing about this one for a while. It all started on Friday when a horse named Ethereal Road scratched. That means was removed from the race. They can only have 20 in the Derby. And so the 21st qualified horse actually paid its admission fee and entered into the Derby on Friday, not even knowing before that that it was going to be running on Saturday. The name Rich Strike. And you'll want to remember that name as we listen to NBC's call of the event. They're off in the Kentucky Derby. And so-, so then the race gets off to its normal start, and everything is going basically normal. The horse that barely qualified for the race is running toward the back in 18th place consistently till at least past the halfway mark where the announcer noticed that opening half mile was whoa blazing fast 45.36 seconds for summer is tomorrow who heads up the back stretch in front and you're going to want to pay attention to that too because that fast time is going to be crucial to understanding what happens next so they get around to the stretch the final stretch of the race and this horse that was in 18th place rich strike has barely moved up it's only in like 15th place at this point But suddenly the weirdest thing happens, and you wouldn't really notice it unless you look at what NBC Sports produced was an overhead video of the race, because during the race itself, you could barely see this was happening. Even the announcer was caught off guard. They're coming down to the wire. Epicenter's ended. Rich Strike is coming up on the inside. Oh, my goodness. The longest shot has won the Kentucky Derby. Rich Strike has done it in a stunning, unbelievable you hear that? Yes, it was an amazing finish, but he only mentioned Rich Strike almost by the time it had passed the leader. Like, nobody knew this was happening. It was so bizarre. Wasn't expected to win, wasn't expected to do anything, and then all of a sudden it passes by everybody in a truly historic win. You say, how could this happen? Well, it's easy. Remember how everybody was going too quickly? Remember how that first half was very fast? The short version is that all the horses in the front ran too fast. They ran out of gas. It's just like a runner who tries to go too fast and then loses steam and can't really finish the longer race. Same for horses. They've got so much gas in the tank, they overused it in the beginning, they ran out, and so all of the leaders, the front like two-thirds of the pack, was easy pickings for Rich Strike, which came through the end, and like I said, it was weaving through traffic, and you can see on the overhead, just passing everybody as if they're running in mud. A crazy come-from-behind victory. Adding additional interest to this is that the owner of this horse was about to quit the sport, told NBC afterwards. There's a lot of story back behind that, but I was ready to get out of the industry. I wasn't just disenchanted with the whole thing. Declined to go into any details, but suffice it to say that the trainer, the trainer's dad, the owner, everybody was amazed by this. And the whole sports world was wondering, how can an 80 to 1, not even in it, like a bubble horse kind of thing, wind up winning it all? That's the beauty of horse racing. Anything can happen. Next up, the Preakness, and we'll see whether Rich Strike can do anything like this a second time. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? 
Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. In case you spent yesterday celebrating Mother's Day, which is perfectly appropriate, you might have forgotten that it was also another fairly significant day in history, as President Truman noted. General Eisenhower informs me that the forces of Germany have surrendered to the United Nations. The flags of freedom fly all over Europe. That's right, VE Day, the declaration of the end of the war in Europe and victory over Germany. Now, the reason this is relevant is because this is a huge holiday in what used to be the Soviet Union and is now Russia. And it was one of those dates that people kept talking about Vladimir Putin wanting to have a great thing to show his people as a conquest, a victory, an achievement. That didn't really happen. He spoke at a big rally and said whatever he said to them that was basically misinformation. But in Poland, there was going to be a parade in Warsaw. Remember, the Soviets liberated Poland, right? They were on the Axis sort of liberation side, and they became part of the Soviet Union after when the Iron Curtain came down and shuttered them behind it. But they were part of it, and they were liberated by the Soviets. So everything was being planned to do a parade celebration in Warsaw until the Russians invaded Poland's neighbor to the east, Ukraine. So these days, Russia, not so popular in Poland, certainly not popular at all in Ukraine. And that's why it was probably a strategic mistake to send Russia's ambassador to Poland, Sergei Andreev, to a Victory Day event commemorating the end of World War II. As he was standing there attempting to lay a wreath at the cemetery of the Soviet soldiers in Warsaw, protesters had completely surrounded him, were shouting and yelling at him, and even throwing red paint on him and anybody else that was too close to him. In fact, you can see on a video that he gets pelted with red paint several times all entirely over his face and he even tries to wipe it off himself, standing there stoically, not quite knowing what to do in the situation. Now look, ambassadors are supposed to be the emissaries of states that are often at hostilities with each other, even at war with each other, so attacking them is not really appropriate. At the same time, probably not the smartest decision to announce in advance that he would be going to this celebration of liberating Poland from a dictator while his own country is in the midst of prosecuting a war of aggression against their neighbor on behalf of a dictator. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. And finally, from the cool things you can do with your electric vehicle file, the 2022 Ford F-150 Lightning is apparently capable with its 98 kilowatt hour standard battery or the 131 kilowatt hour extended range pack of powering your home. That's right. If there's some kind of an event, a hurricane, a tornado, just a power outage for whatever reason, and you're out for a little while, if you've got a Ford F-150 Lightning and you've got the appropriate connector technology, you can actually reverse the flow and power your home for, well, it depends on how much power you use, Typically, a normal home goes through about 1,000 kilowatt hours in a month. So if you're talking about 131 kilowatt hours, you're talking, what, two, three? They say maybe as much as 10 days, depending on usage. 
And that's certainly enough to get you through a pinch. You know, the standard rule has always been the first 72s on you. So the first three days, that's enough to get you through light usage for three days. There's no additional onboard equipment needed for this particular truck. Everyone comes with intelligent backup power, a bi-directional power system that acts as an onboard generator. You will need a Ford Charge Station Pro, which is the 80 amp wall charger, but that comes standard with the extended battery and is an option on the models with the, with the lower range battery. And you will need to install an inverter. There's a company called Sunrun that does that, and that's going to run you somewhere in the $4,000 range. So add about $5,000 to the price of the vehicle, and you have an instant generator for hurricane season, or for the winter, or for the rainy season. If you happen to also have solar panels, you can use your solar panels to charge your truck during the day, and then you can use your truck to run the house during the night. I mean, there's all kinds of possibilities here. But if you prefer to go the low-tech route, you can just run an extension cord out to your truck because it has regular plugs, and you can power things directly even without all the fancy equipment. So instead of thinking of the Lightning as an electric vehicle, think of it as a really fast generator on wheels plus headlights. That's it for the daily break. Be sure to head over to newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup. And consider subscribing to the digital and print editions of Newsweek if you haven't already. Please do me a favor, hit that five-star rating before you leave. I appreciate it. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to the daily break brought to you by Newsweek. Newsweek.